Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. Take 10 minutes out of the day to walk in nature and to pay attention to what's directly in front of you with me, Rachel Wheely, comedian, human in the world, stomping a bike track in SW19 and trying to figure out how to be. This series, we're looking at the four-day week. I have some thoughts from a retired person on the, <laughs> on the topic. I have a, a white paper from a Perpetual Guardian, a company in New Zealand, who did a trial of the four-day week along with the University of Auckland and some reflections from the CEO on how that went, uh, which, were, which is quite surprising, in fact. Uh, welcome to Walk the Pod on a, on a grey day. It's not Miz, it's reasonably warm, but it's certainly grey. I'm walking past an abandoned Lime e-bike, which has been parked up next to the chain-link fence of the Wimbledon Chase Primary School where the kids are not out whooping and hollering. I must be out earlier than I usually do to record this, the third episode of series 27. I'm sorry it's Gray and Miz in SW, whatever it is, 19. Uh, it's actually really quite lovely in Norfolk. I've just come out for a walk after lunch and uh, I kind of kept just going and I found myself at Honingham so I'm at the Buck uh, having a pint of beer at half past two in the afternoon which is about as decadent as it gets but then since I'm on a zero days week mostly already uh, I'm not sure that I have any other contribution to make to your four day week thing other than to say that when I started work we did a thing called flexi time where you literally, even though you were in an office, clocked on and clocked off, and you would eventually accumulate enough time to take a day off. But boy, it was hard work. And I'm not sure that's what you mean, because you've already said that really it's about working more effectively for less time, which is a thoroughly good thing in my view. Bye. Thanks, Dad. Uh, you're right, it isn't exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about accumulating time over a number of weeks until you have enough to take a day off. I'm talking about doing a full week of work with full pay in four days. It might sound like an absolutely uh, ridiculous idea, but I think it, it is the future of work, you guys. It is. Um, I'm quite confident about that. Uh, it might take 20 years, it might take 30 years for us to get there. But a trial, the biggest trial, uh, the biggest trial anywhere in the world is happening between June and December 2022. 65 UK companies are taking part, allowing their workers to get all of their work done in four days. And I've been reading a white paper about it by Perpetual Guardian, the first company to try this, and they tried it years ago. Uh, and and they discovered that actually if you involve the teams at an early stage in proceedings, if you get them to work out how they would cover the work as a team in four days, and they don't have to be the same four days, it can be some of the team working Monday to Thursday and some working Tuesday to Friday, for example, they can come up with some really creative ideas, especially when it's gonna give them a day off a week. Uh, and there were some interesting reflections on 
how people used that day off. They used it in a slightly different way than uh, what they do at the weekends. Because, of course, they were the only ones off on the particular day they were released on um, and everyone else was at work. So you use that day, that rest day, slightly differently. And the reflection by Perpetual Guardian was that teams, when left to uh, their own devices in this way to work out exactly how they're going to do the four days when given a level of trust which of course is what we were talking about last series it's all about trust again if you trust your workers to do their five days of work in four days um, they can work out some really creative ways to do that and it increases productivity creativity and staff engagement in a in a way that might be highly surprising to some managers I think. So I wanted to bring you this quote today from Andrew Barnes, the uh, CEO of Perpetual Guardian, who did this trial. When we started, everybody's initial reaction was, how am I ever going to do my work in four days rather than five? So the fact that the trial indicates that not only could they do their work in four days, but they could do it better in four days is something I find extraordinarily surprising. Andrew Barnes also reflected on the fact that two principles are required to make a four-day working week work. Uh, Parkinson's law, which says that work expands to fill the time available. And the Pareto principle, which essentially says that if you, uh, if you are doing work, uh, you, can, you can be fairly sure that 80% of your effectiveness... Uh, comes out of 20% of what you're doing, which means that you can... People are shouting at their radios now going, that's not what the Pareto principle is, Rach. Well, no, it it basically can be used in lots of things. Um, The majority of your income will come from uh, 20% of your clients, for example. Uh, There's all kinds of ways you can apply Pareto principle, but essentially what it's saying is... Look, we spend an enormous amount of time faffing about at work when we're supposed to be at work. Uh, We are making meals. We are preparing drinks. We are doing our personal admin. We are spending a lot of time on sort of procrastination activities in order to get through the hours that we are contracted to be attached to our desks or computers. And what might make a hell of a lot more sense is to be a little bit more organized to do what we're supposed to be doing in four days in a much more concentrated way and get the fifth day back it's just an idea i'd be fascinated to hear your thoughts please email rach at rachelwheelie.com if you have any thoughts on this or go to walkthepod.com leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice with anything that this reminds you of makes you think of or any ideas that it sparks in your imagination absolutely critical to get teams involved in this early you cannot just hand them a four-day week from on high Um, they have to be involved in the process of working out how it would work so that it does work but uh that's as far as i've got with my reading so far would be very interested to hear your thoughts and now uh, a voice note from new zealand we heard yesterday from robin who's walking a, a trail not too far from where he lives. He was heading for a a beach 
and uh, he made it I can I can exclusively reveal and he very kindly sent me a voice note with this amazing soundscape in the background crashing waves of the ocean G'day Rich, a little postcard. You can probably hear that I've made it to the coast. Um, what I'm looking at at the moment is a iron sand, which is a black sand beach that stretches pretty much to the horizon either way. Um, there's a small island in front of me, towering cliffs behind it, and uh, the coastline for about the next 15 k's has sort of headland beach, headland beach um, along it, which is the fringe of this national uh, regional park. Um, I'm about to walk south along the beach for about another six kilometres back to where the car is. Um, I can't see another person on it. In fact, there's almost nothing on it. Um, but it's an amazing calm day. Uh, if you've ever seen a New Zealand film called The Piano, which is set in our colonial times, I think fiction, typically bleak New Zealand story, uh, it was filmed on location at Karakari Beach, which is the north so side of where I'm looking now. So uh, there's a reference if it ever made it to your part of the world. Um, it was nominated for Academy Awards and uh, a bit of a thing back in the day. Anyway, cheers and we'll see you another time. Thank you, Robin. Walking report all the way from New Zealand there. I'm very fascinated by this idea of iron sand, black sand, uh, stretching as far as the eye could see. Robin did send me a picture of the iron sand beach. And if you go to the Walk the Pod Instagram, at Walk the Pod, you'll be able to see Robin's beautiful picture. It is quite stunning. Um, and I'm very interested in uh, this idea he, he had of a, a typical New Zealand story, not quite sure what that means. He seemed to, seemed to say it was tragic in some way, so if you've seen the piano, uh, you'll know what I mean. I haven't seen the piano, so I'm not sure not sure what he means by that, but uh, I, will, I will look it up at the very least. What can I see directly in front of me? Well, I can see some catkins on a big old tree over there. Couldn't tell you what kind of tree it is, to be completely honest, but um, it's about... 30, 40 feet high. There's another tree next to it with loads of... Uh, now, that one is definitely a sycamore tree uh, because I can see the little helicopters on it. Do you call them helicopters where you are? Maybe you don't have sycamore trees where you are. I don't know. And uh, can I actually hear some children playing in the Wimbledon Chase Primary School now as I walk back the other way? Now, I offered you uh, yesterday a chance to join the Walk the Pod Walking Club uh, to get a brand new pink and gold enamel pin with Don't Be a Dick emblazoned on it. Uh, and I said we would donate to uh, a transgender rights charity for everybody who signs up or upgrades this season. And having been in correspondence with Scary, uh, about foraging and uh, flower blossom and how to make it into delicious treats. Recently, I also asked Scary what about uh, good transgender charities fighting the good fight in the UK, and they suggested gendered intelligence. So gendered intelligence is going to be 
the charity that I donate to for everybody who joins the walking club this season. RachelWheelieIsFunny.com will get you to the page you want. So I feel like I've come a long way since yesterday. Thank you so much for walking with me and thank you for giving me an opportunity to do some research into the four-day work week. I was vaguely interested in it when we started the series. Now I'm obsessed. I think there's some really, really interesting stuff and some really, really surprising stuff to be learned about the uh, potential benefits of switching to a four-day week in this day and age when uh, everybody is in a completely different frame of mind where work is concerned post-pandemic. We need to make a change and uh, I'm reasonably sure four-day work week might be one of the changes we could make. And yes, it won't come in for a while, but there are some companies doing it now. So get involved. Thank you so much again for walking with me. I look forward to bringing you episode four tomorrow take care of your beautiful mind look after yourself and one another if you're having a difficult day pet a cat and i'll be back tomorrow hello and welcome to walk the pod your daily walking show where i took my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. Take 10 minutes out of the day to walk in nature and to pay attention to what's directly in front of you. My name is Rachel Wheely, a comedian, a human in the world, walking around Tooting Gardens, a small park behind a hospital in SW17, and trying to figure out how to be. This is the fourth episode of Series 27, Walk the Pod. We're looking at the four-day work week and it's the most beautiful day in the world. The sun is shining in Tooting. Little pup in front of me has just been let off the lead and is going for a little frolic in the sunshine. Welcome to Walk the Pod. <laughs>